The voice that you just heard belongs to the mother of a minor Dalit girl who was allegedly raped and murdered in the national capital on 1st August. The four suspects, identified as Radhi Sham, a priest, Lakshmi Narayan and Kuldeep Kumar who worked with him, and Muhammad Saleem, a local resident, had allegedly also forcefully cremated the nine-year-old girl without the family's consent. Even before her parents could have understood what had happened, the neighbours say that the child's body was already half cremated. By the time the cremation fire was doused, only parts of her legs and some scalp could be retrieved, which has made it difficult to conduct a post-mortem examination. While the police have arrested the four accused, they are yet to establish the cause of her death. But the case has already triggered furious protests near the Delhi cantonment area where the family lives. Hundreds of citizens have been gathering for four consecutive days next to a makeshift stage, among them activists and Nirbhaya's mother as well, with protesters chanting, We want justice and hang the rapists. There's also a writhing anger against the police who the parents allege of intimidating them into dropping the rape charges initially before the protest broke out. But let's look at how the incident took place. Where does the investigation stand right now and what are the allegations? In this podcast, you'll hear voices of Guria's parents. We'll also bring you voices of protesters from the ground. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorbury. This rape and murder case comes less than a year after the Hathras gang rape case of a Dalit teen in Uttar Pradesh who too was forcefully cremated by the police. That incident which had received widespread attention had not only once again brought up the age-old problems on women's safety in the country but had also made us question how the justice system really works for Dalits. And despite the outcry demanding accountability, once again we are faced with another similar incident, this time in the capital. The nine-year-old girl's family belongs to the Valmiki community, one of India's most oppressed castes. Her family earned their living by rack-picking and they lived near the crematorium where the girl, who we'll be referring to as Guria in this podcast, was allegedly raped and murdered. According to the neighbours, the family even helped clean the place, which is how the young girl came to be acquainted with the priest. This incident took place on the evening of 1st August when Guria, their only child, had gone to fetch chilled water from a water cooler which was inside the crematorium. But a while later, her mother got a call from the crematorium's priest, Radhisham, around 6pm, who asked her to come immediately. On reaching the crematorium, she allegedly found Guria's body with wounds all over and her lips had turned blue. She was informed by the priest that Guria had been electrocuted from the water cooler. When she demanded to call the police... Radhisham allegedly told her that if they involve the police, then they'll be dragged into a court case and doctors will steal her organs if a post-mortem is conducted. And he then offered to cremate the body himself, as she couldn't afford to do it. But Guria's family alleges that she was not electrocuted. She was raped and murdered. 
The Queen's gender correspondent Maitri Ramesh spoke to Guria's family about the incident and as her aunt Sunita recounted the evening of 1st August she asked why did the priest have to burn the body hurriedly if Guria was electrocuted why not wait to call a doctor first She was a 9-year-old girl and she had gone to fetch water from the crematorium ground. Her mother was at home and her father had gone to buy vegetables. The four men raped her and they tried to burn her body. She had a little life left in her. She was breathing lightly, but they burned her alive. They say she got electrocuted to death, but if that is the case, then why did you not allow us to call a doctor? Another neighbor, Kishore Benewal, lamented, how would a family as poor and uneducated as Guria's even be able to decide what was the apt thing to do? How will poor and uneducated people get the right advice? Who will give them the right advice? The priest told her he will cremate Guria for free because she works for them. He said if you take her to the hospital or to the police, there will be a lot of trouble. That's why her poor mother even agreed. As the pyre burned, Guria's mother alleged that the family was kept in a different room and asked to collect ashes the next day. But as she called out to her husband crying, her family and some villagers tried to put out the fire, but only small parts of her body could be salvaged. Guria's neighbor describes the evening of her death. When we went to the crematorium grounds, her pyre was already lit. We poured water on it to douse the fire. and we pulled her body out by her legs when we decided to call the police the priest asked us to make no noise her father never got to see the poor girl bacche ke maa baap bulaye to baap ne ta muh hi nahi dekha maa ne dekha to wo bhi chita mein rakh rakhi thi now all the four men have been arrested and face charges of rape murder criminal intimidation destruction of evidence apart from stringent laws under the poxo and the scst acts but while the crime has provoked a lot of outrage against the accused and the dismal state of women and children's safety just like the hathras gang rape case this incident too is making us reassess if the justice system is equally accessible to all citizens rich or poor upper caste communities or dalit communities because the family has also accused the police of intimidating them when they went to file a report guria's father and mother have alleged that they were kept in different rooms overnight at the police station where they were put through multiple rounds of questioning and they were harassed the rape charges were also reportedly added after the protests began her parents and neighbors have also told reporters that the police were reluctant about adding the rape charges and even pressurized them Moreover they don't have a copy of the FIR yet so the family couldn't confirm the charges Listen to Guria's neighbor Prerna Chauhan talk about why they have been protesting Jisne balatkar kiya Those who actually committed the crime were not accosted but the parents of the rape victim were harassed by the cops throughout the night They were mentally tortured and beaten up That's why we gathered people and blocked the road here and started protesting We were lati charged as well they tried to pressure us but we won't stand back nirbhaya's mother who had to fight for her daughter's justice for 8 long years also joined the protest she demanded that strict action be taken against the police wale is case mein shamil hain police walon ne inke bachche ke pita ko mara the police are also culpable in this case 
They beat up Guria's father. They locked up her mother in a room and tried to pressurize the parents. We request the Delhi police commissioner to take strict action against these police officers because this isn't the first or the last rape case. Whenever such a rape takes place, we see debates on television channels. People come out to protest and there are candle marches. When people from the government come, when our representatives in the government come to meet us, they say they need to strengthen the laws. We need to change mindsets. I ask, when are you bringing these stringent laws? When will the mindset change? I believe that society will change when such criminals are hanged and our government becomes strong. But the police have refuted these allegations. They say that due procedure was followed. They say that Guria's parents had to be kept in the police station so that their statements could be recorded in front of the magistrate, all of which took time. Delhi Police Commissioner Rakesh Asthana has also given directions now for the case to be transferred to the crime branch for speedy investigation. In the meantime, this incident has also managed to draw the attention of politicians like Congress leader Rahul Gandhi and Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal, who said that they will stand with the family until they get justice. Bhim Army's national president Chandrasekhar Azad has also come to Delhi to demand justice. We will definitely not be tolerating this crime, not at any cost. We announce it from Delhi that to ensure the safety of our sisters and daughters, we will have to fight. And we demand the government that such cases be dealt in fast-track courts to provide speedy justice. Now, as per Delhi police figures, just in the first six months of 2021, Delhi reported 833 rape cases compared to 580 cases in the same period in the year before 2020. The NCRB data from 2019 also shows that crime against people belonging to scheduled castes and scheduled tribes saw an increase of over 7% and 26% respectively in the year 2019 compared to 2018 all over India. But while some of these cases grab the headlines and manage to draw our attention, a lot of them often go unreported. When will the country be safe for women and the marginalized communities? If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequin.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts.